Hi, this is James Eek, and you are listening to episode 90 of the Warrior's Way podcast. Good choice. Before we get going, I've got a great idea. Press pause. Actually, wait. Don't press pause. Press pause soon. What you're going to do is you are going to run over to patreon.com and check out the Warrior's Way podcast Patreon page. I've been recording a ton of awesome videos on everything from martial arts, meditation, mobility, breath work, and a whole lot more. There's pretty much a new video or more than one every week. And it's a great way for you, the awesome listener that you are, to show your support for what we are building here at Warrior's Way Podcast. So, you can press pause now and go check it out. Go ahead. Press pause. This is the terror. To have emerged from nothing. To have a name. Consciousness of self. Deep inner feelings. And excruciating inner yearning for life and self-expression. And with all this yet to die. It seems like a hoax. What kind of deity would create such complex and fancy worm food? This passage comes from Ernest Becker's Pulitzer Prize winning book, The Denial of Death, in which he puts forth and defends the thesis that the fear of death is the primary motivating factor behind much of human behavior, or as Becker puts it in his words, The idea of death, the fear of it, haunts the human animal like nothing else. It is a mainspring of human activity, activity designed largely to avoid the fatality of death, to overcome it by denying in some way that it is the final destiny for men. Humans, unlike any other animal that we're aware of, are aware of their own mortality. This awareness, when reflected on according to Becker, elicits levels of anxiety and fear that can be so debilitating that to properly function, one must repress or deny their own mortality. The way that Becker suggests humans go about denying death is by striving for the heroic. Or in other words, taking part in activities which lead to one to believe they are part of something more than their physical body. Something that will live on past their physical death and so grant them a form of immortality. It's easy to grasp how an artist or writer can achieve this type of immortality through the creation of a great work, which they know will continue to affect people long after their death. But it's more difficult to see how the masses of mediocre people, incapable of personally achieving the heroic like an artist, are able to fulfill their urge to heroism. Becker's answer is that society acts as the vehicle in which the vast majority of people act out their urge for heroism. As he puts it, in our culture anyway, especially in modern times. The heroic seems too big for us, or we too small for it. 
Tell a young man that he's entitled to be a hero and he will blush. We disguise our struggle by piling up figures in a bank book to reflect privately our own sense of heroic worth. Or by having only a little better home in the neighborhood, a bigger car, brighter children, but underneath throbs the ache of cosmic specialness, no matter how we mask it in concerns of smaller scope. In other words, most people deny death by becoming fully absorbed in their social role and striving for whatever one society deems as most desirable. In our time, this seems to be money or fame and status. As a vehicle for the masses to act out their urge for heroism, Becker went as far as to characterize society as a codified hero system, which means that society everywhere is a living myth of the significance of human life, a defiant creation of meaning. In addition to explaining how humans deny death, Becker also spends time explaining why it is so essential for one to do so. In brief, Becker claims that the denial of death, an associated urge for heroism, is so integral to human existence because a failure to deny death through heroic achievement results in debilitating levels of stress, anxiety, and depression, which can potentially drive one mad. Becker says, it was Alfred Adler who saw that low self-esteem was a central problem of mental illness. When does the person have the most trouble with his self-esteem? Precisely when his heroic transcendence of his fate is most in doubt, when he doubts his own immortality, the abiding value of his life, when he not conceived that his having lived really makes any cosmic difference. From this point of view, we might well say that mental illness represents styles of bogging down in the denial of creaturelessness. Becker's thesis that the fear of death is the mainspring of human activity has proved to be quite influential and led to the development of terror management theory. This theory has taken Becker's thesis about the denial of death and attempted to show its compatibility with the theory of evolution. Given the continued interest and development of Becker's theory, the quality of his writing style and the fascinating nature of Becker's claim, the denial of death is definitely a highly recommended read. So that was from an article on the website, academyofideas.com. Lots of cool stuff over there, by the way. This is juicy stuff, kids. For most of us, if not all of us, we will hit a place in our lives where the simple fact of our mortality will become something that is like a flashing light in the back sometimes in the forefront of our minds. The simple fact is if you have a life, you will pass away. This can be horrifying. This can be horrifying for most of us to grasp. We all want to live forever. But unfortunately, the reality is that most people never really live at all. 
We fill our lives with delusion over who we really are or put no thought into it at all, which is maybe worse. We work, we go home, we sit on the couch, repeat. Then at some point, usually around the midway point, we start to panic. It rises slowly at first, and then it is always in our minds. Sometimes this is when we do things like buy a sports car, or start riding a motorcycle, or take a big trip, or any number of other things that make us somehow feel better about, or at least push off thoughts of our fragile hold on time here on planet Earth as you or me. Well, I don't think we need to obsess over death like the old-time samurai directed us to. They wanted us to imagine every conceivable, terrible way of dying every day to prepare us for death. I do, though, think that we need to understand, and I mean truly understand, what life is actually about. What matters? Who matters? And why? I think we need to strive to live heroic lives, to inspire others, to lift others up, to be less selfish and more selfless. We need to spend less time wasting time and more time using it. When we come to the end of our lives, I don't know about you, But I want to smile knowing that I lived a big one, not fighting for more time to simply just waste. And this is what our training is all about. Each and every time we step on the mats, this is what we are doing or should be doing, confronting fear and living large. It amazes me when I see the look on people's faces when they find out that I've been doing the martial arts for almost 40 years and have multiple black belts and teaching certifications in a bunch of systems. I explain to all of my students that it is the same thing that I want for all of them to stick with their training and see where it takes them and all the amazing things that will bring. Training ourselves to live fully makes us look at our lives in a different way. It makes us want that black belt. It makes us want to read books, lots of books. It makes us want to spend time with people who matter. It makes us want to write that book, film that movie, learn that instrument, become that dream of who you really could be. I don't know. I don't know. Don't look to me for answers. I'm just a humble dude trying to live my life the best I can. And I make loads of mistakes, but I constantly try to be better and to learn and to keep my head up and moving forward. In the end, that is all any of us can do. Well, that and learn to be kind. Learn to be compassionate to forgive, to not judge, to be better despite all the crap you've been through, despite all the haters, despite all those who would want you to fail. You smile, keep your head up, move forward, and keep heading for the high road, 
leading others while you can, and living a life that is full, that is awesome, and that is magical. Enough talking about it already. How about you, right now, get about doing it? And then let me know how it goes. Question of the week. I'm trying to meditate, but keep getting all these thoughts in my head, and I don't know if I'm wasting my time. First off, great question. But um, first off, keep it up and don't stop. Meditation is one of the most important things for any of us to do. End of the day, despite the dim-witted opinions of some people who say that they don't need to meditate, still don't understand those people, uh, we should all be doing it. Face it, the thing between your ears is all that you have. You, your life, your thoughts, your emotions, your baggage. It's all you have. You aren't your job. You aren't your anything. You are the you most of us haven't even met yet, unless we dig in and get a solid meditation practice. So, thoughts are going to come up. You can't actually stop thoughts. It's what you do. It's what we all do. Maybe when everything is over and done and the lights go out, maybe then the thoughts stop, but maybe not. But until we find that out, we will have thoughts, endless ones. Meditation just manages to shine a light on them, you see? Sometimes we obsess. Sometimes we fantasize. Sometimes the thoughts are funny. Sometimes they are sad. Sometimes they're boring. Sometimes you're boring. (laughs) Me too. The thing is, none of it matters. What I do when thoughts pop into my head or roll by, what I do is I just acknowledge the thought or the emotion, and then I do my best to just let it go. I don't cling to it. Some thoughts come up a lot, and some will surprise you. Let them all go. Just let them go. Just sit, breathe, watch what rises up and what fades, and continue to sit regardless. Don't judge it. Just sit. So there you go. Do it. (laughs) Um, So we're going to tie this up. Um, If you haven't had a chance yet, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, go over to Patreon. You will be glad you did. There's a whole bunch of free videos on there. um, And if you wish to subscribe, which I hope you do, there's a whole bunch of others that are well worth the watch. Um, If you want to see what I am up to, Check me out on Instagram. Look for Eek Academy. That is my martial arts school in Victoria, British Columbia. Um, You can also look for the Eek Academy on Facebook. And there is a Warrior's Way podcast page on Facebook as well. Please go there and join it. That would be awesome. And lastly, if you are loving this podcast and all these crazy and cool things that I talk about, head over to Amazon and... Pick up a copy of one of my books. I've got a couple on martial arts. One is what this podcast is named after, Warrior's Way, A Guide to Lifelong Learning in the Martial Arts. And the other is Wolf in the Woods, which is a super cool story. And I know you'll love them both. So check them out. You can get them as 
paper books, or if you are one of these modern types, you can get them on Kobo or on Kindle. And that's all I've got for you. So until next time, train. It doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter what, just train. Make your entire life about training. Figure out what that actually means. Train hard. Have fun and be a great friend to everyone and do everything. Thanks a lot.